My name is Pastor John Hardiman, and I'm blessed to serve in Quincy, Washington at the Quincy Church of the Nazarene. Today's date is October 10th, 2021, and I will be preaching from Hebrews chapter 4, starting in verse 12. Hebrews chapter 12, starting at verse 12, and I'll be reading through verse 16. It goes as follows, for the word of God is living and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates, even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Therefore, since we have such a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, for we do not have a priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. The reading of God's word. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, this is an incredible passage of Scripture that speaks of uh, a, a Savior who has experienced everything we have experienced, and yet was without sin. In Hebrews, the writers of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, is telling us that we can trust this Jesus because He can sympathize with our needs. So, Father. I ask you help us to grasp onto these truths today. In Jesus' name, amen. This is one of my favorite passages of all the Bible. I find myself referring to it often as sermon illustrations, but to the best of my knowledge, I've never really preached a sermon from it. I love the fact that it gives credibility to God's word, sharper than any double-edged sword, but also, it is alive and active. Not only is the Word of God sharp and active, but it is used to discern what is going on between soul and spirit, bone and marrow, and even judges the attitude and motives of the heart. That is impressive. <laughs> when I was a boy, my parents could buy us lace-up boots from J.C. Penney's. Uh, they had a little compartment on the edge of the upper part of the boot, and it's made perfectly to fit a little pin light. And I believe a pin light came with it, but I, I, I'm not real sure. It seemed like they came out with a little pin knife uh, at one time, but I'm, I don't, I can't really remember uh, things of that nature. And that long ago, they seemed to get kind of fuzzy in my memory. But I do remember the attention I received from these really cool boots. <laughs> the setting for my illustration, uh, how and the events and when they really happen, they are a little unclear, a little fuzzy. <laughs> uh, 
I'm saying this to say maybe it didn't really happen on the school grounds, but uh, every once in a while, us boys would uh, get together with our little pen knives that we uh, uh, sharpened in front of each other, and uh, we would marvel at how sharp our little our little blades could be, and. Uh, we would demonstrate it by uh, dragging the little blade across the, the forearm of our and cut the little fuzzy hairs off. <laughs> Those were the good old days. We wouldn't dare even think about doing it in our day of age now. With that little comparison, shaving little hairs off our forearms is nothing in comparison to the sharpness of the Word of God. The image used here in the Hebrew in Hebrews describes the effect of God's word word in someone's life. It's sharp enough to go straight in, sometimes without us even realizing it. It goes right to the heart of the matter, severing all that is unpleasing to our Creator God. We can be glad that the Word of God is so sharp. Last spring, I had hip surgery. <laughs> I have a little three and a half inch scar where they made a vertical incision exposing muscle, vein, and bones and whatever else is in there. They pulled and stretched everything out of the way so they could saw the bone in two. <laughs> uh, somehow between the gluing, stapling, and generally speaking, they patched me up and I was good to go. Releasing me that same day. It's amazing. I have full use of my leg and minimal scar tissue. Imagine if they uh, were to use a machete to make that incision. A chainsaw to cut my leg in two. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for modern technology. Spiritually speaking, though, if we have sins or sin in our lives, God wants to remove it completely. 37 years ago, I was a mess. I had addictive habits. I made several bad decisions. And many of some of them have lasting consequences even to this day. Then I came to Jesus. <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. One by one, he started whittling away and all the things that were unpleasing to him. In a year's time, those who have known me before could hardly recognize me. When Kathy and I got married, one of my Navy uh, buddies uh, said this of me. Wait till I tell the guys what had happened to Petty Officer Hardiman. They will never believe it. That's the transformation God does, the Word of God does in our lives. That was years ago now, and the sharp word of God is still working on me. My thoughts and attitudes seem to be an ongoing surgical procedure. I'm glad that God uh, didn't uh, get disgusted with me and pull out a, a blunt cutting instrument. That would leave massive scar tissues. As it is, I have minimal scar tissue. Someone might think that they can hide uh, something or get something past God. <laughs> you know, the thought of if you don't get caught, you might think, surely God doesn't care. 
Hebrews certainly addresses that. Verse 13, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. <laughs> an example of hidden things I get from my uh, bus route. Because of the pandemic, random buses are chosen uh, where I work and uh, they want to know how the rules are being followed. Are we wearing our mask? Uh, am I disinfecting after each route? They just want to know. Uh, that's a great example, except uh, I had one boy on the bus sneak a sandwich on and he ate it. He leans back on the bench, he got the cameras rolling, enjoying his breakfast and thinking no one is the wiser. Shortly after that, uh, I got cornered and asked about who was this kid? I want to know names. <laughs> They showed me the screenshot capturing him enjoying breaking the rules of the bus. Although I could not see him through the overhead mirror, the cameras on the bus fully displayed all his actions. <laughs> Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one to whom we are accountable. Now, that you know everything is revealed to God. The Hebrew writer begins to introduce the uh, introduction of Jesus as the great high priest. <laughs> this is a great theme. Since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. <laughs> We learn a lot about Jesus in that very, uh, in a very short time in that verse. One, Jesus is a great high priest. Two, he has gone through all of heavens. All of heavens. And three, he is the Son of God. Because Jesus is our high priest, we can hold firmly to the faith we profess. Philip Bliss commuted this high priest of Jesus in these words. Man of sorrow, what a name, for the Son of God who came, ruined sinners to reclaim, hallelujah, what a Savior. Lifted up was he to die, it is finished, was his cry. Now in heaven exalted high, hallelujah, what a Savior. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet, yet, was without sin. Why is that important to, to, to have someone? Why is that important to us to have someone who has been through the things we have gone through? It makes them relatable to us. One time on the Colorado District, when our three kids were almost all teenagers at the time, the pastors of the Arkansas Valley, uh, River Valley got together for their monthly meeting. One of the pastors from the largest church was commenting how his dishwasher in the parsonage quit working and that the church board uh, was not too concerned about the inconvenience of it all. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I said, yeah, I know what you mean. I have three dishwashers and I can hardly get them to work. His little family was beginning to relate to my family 
but our family cannot relate to their family. Verse 15 explains that Jesus can relate to us in the fact that he has experienced everything we have experienced. Carpenters, Jesus has hit the wrong nail a few times. Ever felt forgotten? Left behind? Jesus' earthly mom and dad went off and left them in Jerusalem for three days. For all of you firstborns, you know, Jesus knows what that feels like. Can you imagine Jesus having a crush on a little dark-eyed little neighbor girl next door? <laughs> the list can go on and on, all to say. Jesus can relate to what you are experiencing. Jesus was tempted. In every way that you were tempted, Jesus was tempted. The difference is, Jesus never sinned. I also believe that Jesus was tempted his entire life while he walked on this earth. And in his entire life, he was without sin. Knowing that the one who has been with God in heaven, who walked this earth while he walked this earth, he was tempted. Let me read that over. Knowing that the one who had been with God in heaven walked this earth as we walk this earth, has been tempted as we have been tempted, and has not sinned. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our times of need. The throne of grace is a wonderful phrase. It speaks of God's throne. God's throne is a seat of supremacy. It's a seat of authority, but also it's a throne of grace. Grace means undeserved favor. Our ability to approach God does not come from our own merit, but depends entirely on God himself. The Bible explains that for those who have accepted Christ's forgiveness for their sins, God is their father, a father who loves us as his children. At God's throne of grace, we will not receive anger or be ignored. Instead, we will receive his mercy. We will, uh, we will find a grace to help us when we need it. God listens to our needs. No request is insignificant and no problem is too small. If it matters to us, it matters to God. At the throne of grace, God promises to help you at just the right time. This means that God listens, cares, and will answer in his perfect way and his perfect timing. Jeremiah Rankin asked these questions. Are you weary? Are you heavy hearted? Are you grieving over joy departed? Tell it to Jesus. Do the tears flow down your cheeks unbidden? Have, the, have you sins that to men's eyes are hidden? Tell it to Jesus. Do you fear the gathering cloud, clouds of sorrow? Are you anxious? What shall be tomorrow? Tell it to Jesus. Are you troubled at the thought of dying? For Christ's coming kingdom, are you sighing? Tell it to Jesus alone. Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. He is a friend 
that knows well known. You've no other such friend or brother. Tell it to Jesus alone. <laughs> Friends, we live in a time of uncertainty. It's a time of chaos. A time of division. A time of panic. But such a time as this, we have a Savior, Jesus Christ. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, what a timely uh, a passage of Scripture where it speaks of uh, whatever uh, uh, is dealing and we are dealing with. Jesus wants to help. He wants to use the, uh, the Word of God to uh, uh, sever the things, the cancers that are destroying our lives, that, uh, that are destroying our families. And He wants to make us whole, wants to make us complete. And we can trust this Jesus, because he, while He walked this earth the 33 short years, He experienced everything we experienced, all the emotions, all the pains. He experienced all the temptations we have experienced, and yet he was without sin. It is this Jesus who wants to walk with you hand in hand from here on out for the rest of your life and through eternity. May we accept the gracious, this gracious offer in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next time, God bless you.